1: Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to The Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we are back with Simon Badard, the founder and CEO of Exit Advisory Group. This episode is part two of our two-part series with Simon chatting through the ins and outs of shareholders' agreements. Now, last time, Simon and I talked about the role shareholder agreements play in helping business owners navigate disagreements. Today, we talk about the importance of the commercial and legal aspects when it comes to shareholder agreements and why you should be setting a roadmap now to ensure the future of your business can withstand any issues if they do arise. We also dig into some of Simon's stories in this area and why it is critical for anyone in business to work with a commercial lawyer when dealing with shareholder agreements. Hint, templates in this area of law really can go wrong. Now, as we mentioned in part one, shareholder agreements are not mandatory, but drafting one is a critical step you should take as soon as possible to protect yourself, minimising any issues which may arise later on. This discussion really helps anyone in business to understand the importance of this type of agreement. And if you happen to be in need of some help with shareholders' agreements, be sure to check the show notes for a direct link to our commercial team who are offering a free 15-minute shareholder consultation. So now please sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy part two of The Importance of Shareholder Agreements with Simon. The opportunity with shareholders' agreements or whatever, the discussion around it, assists for asking the questions that they haven't thought to ask and helping to align their vision for the future. Um, And also I I feel gives a roadmap in terms of my personal viewpoint is dispute comes um, from wherever there's ambiguity. And so the absolute best course is to remove as much ambiguity as you can because then – then in nine out of ten instances, then the disputes won't arise because you're on the same page.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: And and it just reminds me of the importance of this combination of commercial and legal, you know, because, uh, you know, the answer is not just a legal agreement, but you need that, you know. Yes. Um, depending on the size, you know, or, or, or whatever, as we discussed before. Um, but also, you know, from the commercial perspective, it's about sitting down and working out some of these bigger issues um, and that on its own um, perhaps uh, needs a shareholders' agreement, shareholders' agreement needs that discussion. Together, we, we, you know, as advisors, this is sort of the beauty in working together, don't you think?
0: Uh, look, absolutely. And, and you know, before you even get to some of the commercial discussions, and, and by the way, I, I, I should just preface this by saying anybody listening to this who doesn't have a shareholders' agreement, it's okay, right? We, can, You can get on track and there's, there are some tools and tips and a process you can follow here to make sure that you put things in place and you get on the right track with all this stuff. So, um, but before even I think business owners start talking about commercial goals, there is a little process here of them thinking deeply inside of like, what do I want personally out of this? Um, You know, at the risk of sounding a little bit woo woo here, Joe, you know, and you've heard me say this, but like I I deeply believe that none of us are just born to do business, right? Like we're, we're born to live our life and business owners should be really thinking hard about what kind of life they want so that they can then use their business as a vehicle to deliver on that promise. You now, your business is an asset. It's, it's there to help you achieve what you want out of this, this, this existence. So, so having a think about that and talking to your family and saying, you know, and I mean, you you would have heard this. How many business owners do you talk to and go, Oh my God, I don't have enough time. I'm missing things with my family. I haven't been able to go on holidays. I haven't been able to do this and that. Like there is a, there is cause to stop pause think about your life and work out actually what do i want going forward and then bring those thoughts those emotions feelings to the discussion with your business partners and say hey like i've been thinking about things and this is kind of really you know where i want to go and what i'd like to get out of this this business venture and so you know and i think that kind of uh, it it is a bit, it can be a bit raw, but it's certainly transparent and a little bit emotional at times. And and I think, but bringing that honesty to the discussion will go a really long way to helping you and your business partners work out what is important to you as a group. Um, once you've had those discussions, great. Then you can start to put the the, the shareholders agreement in place to to you know really outline and, and affirm what you've all kind of agreed or what the intent was.
1: I love it. And and this is a way of looking at the processes as, you know, a, as, as a bigger process, but with much bigger opportunity to set that roadmap for the future. I love it, Simon. Great yeah, ideas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so interesting one. Um, and, and I've also had people question or ask me about, you know, okay, so we've had this discussion, we've all realised we're aligned with various goals, Um, we want to put a shareholders agreement in place. Do we need some kind of key man insurance behind this? And I think a lot of people actually, you know, I've had people coming to me saying, can you explain what that key man insurance stuff is? Um, and so, and by the way, if anybody needs help with that, we can certainly introduce you to people who can help you with insurance, but in essence you're in business, you know, if Joe and I, you and I are in business together, um, you know, and if, and if I was to be hit by a bus tomorrow, um, if we don't have key man insurance built into our shareholder's agreement, you could find yourself in business with my family. Now, you actually might be much more happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably prefer to work with Shanti than myself. So, you know, so that could be a good thing for you. But for, for most people, they don't want to end up in business with their business partner's spouse, you know, or their family or their son or whoever it might be. And, um, you know, I recall an example around a um, an automotive business where it was exactly that. Two two guys, best mates, you know, and the concern was actually, you know, my business partner's having health issues. Uh, you know, if something does happen to him, I'm going to be in business with his son and his son's a drongo and I don't like him. So, you know, there's no mechanism there, right, for him to exit his mate's family, um, in, in a logical, reasonable and fair way. And so the key man insurance basically said it would pay out that partner in the event of something tragic happening. Um, so, you know, can be a little bit of an investment to have that type of insurance, but geez, you know what? Like, look how much money you're potentially saving because Joe, and I know you would have seen this. I've seen business partners tear each other apart. I've seen business partners completely destroy value. Um, In fact, and I'll share one more little story while I'm on a roll here. But you know, we're we're in the middle of a transaction. It was in the oh, I won't say. uh, Let's just say it was in Allied Health. Um, so an Allied Health business. It was a quality business. There was a bit of a roll-up going on actually at the time. And hey, roll-ups. There's a term if you're not familiar with it. I think we can do another episode on roll-ups. But um, (laughs) but basically, yeah, absolutely. So there was a large company running around buying lots of companies in in a plan to list it on the exchange. Um, our clients were offered a for a small business it was like a four and a half multiple of their EBITDA which was an excellent offer um, and and we told them as much like in the normal environment you're not getting this deal this is exceptionally good take it let's run with this and um, unfortunately I mean we were selling because the two partners hated each other they they had grown to absolutely despise each other and it had gotten so toxic that through the negotiations, it descended into chaos for the two. And pretty much right before we closed the deal, Joe, um, one business partner turned around to us and said, am I allowed to swear on this? (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He said, I would rather burn this place to the fucking ground than see him get a single dollar out of this business. And so he canned the deal and I just sat there and I I just remember being in shock over it. In fact, I think I'm still in shock over it going, how could anybody be so bloody minded about an asset? Like just, you'd rather burn your own money just to hurt somebody else. Like, you know, That person, to be frank, needs therapy. Well,
1: yeah, and and that is the exact reasons then why you do need something strong in the background in your shareholders' agreement to be able to deal with instances like that. Now, that's unusual, right, that there can be such bloody-mindedness, but... Having said that, it happens. Um, and when people get really yeah. annoyed with each other, like we, we, um, you, you know, we've got two or three matters on right now where there's not, not as extreme as that. In fact, we have one that is ex- as extreme as that and another two that aren't as extreme, but there's still these issues going on. And, and it's so hard when you look at these things and you say, you know, some of this stuff was preventable not necessarily the relationship decline but the the way that is then dealt with and the exit path for the two people involved or yeah. more
0: yeah for sure for sure um, i might if i can joe just if we've got a minute left i, I just want to raise one other st- small or well, it's not small it's a very significant issue but it's um worth just keeping in mind um you mentioned before about conflict comes out of ambiguity and you know, we had another client where that we got engaged, um, that he was in a shareholders agreement with two other business partners. The other two um had become very friendly and aligned with where they wanted to go, and and our client was sort of a little bit on the outer. He was older, he wanted to exit, they didn't want to exit. Um with the shareholders' agreements, basically the the our client had the right to go out and find a buyer for the whole business, and it was a drag-along clause, basically. But because there was some ambiguity in the shareholders' agreement, the other two shareholders had basically thrown down and said, Well, we're going to go to the courts and we're going to fight it because the agreement wasn't clear enough and tight enough for our client to execute it in the intent and the way that it was intended um, initially. And so. I just think, you know, if you're even if you've got a shareholder's agreement out there and you're listening to this, if you haven't reviewed it in the last year or two, it probably is really worth reaching out to a commercial lawyer like Aspect Legal to say, "Can you review this for me? Here are some of my concerns. Um this is where we're at at the moment." And by the way, it's actually okay if 2 years ago your view on where you were going and your exit plan back then has changed, right? Like it's you might be thinking differently today to what you were a few years ago and so if you want to, you know, and, or if you want, certainly want to process on how to think about that, you can reach out and I'm very happy to share some info on that. But, but get it reviewed. Talk to, talk to a lawyer that you can trust and that you know and preferably one that knows you a little bit too. You know, if they don't know you, well, will go and call aspect legal and, and have a chat to them so they can, you know, get to know you and help you a little bit. Because I think it's, you know, the more you can communicate what's important to you, the better that your lawyers can protect you. you know, and that's, that's the job, right?
1: So true. Look, Simon, I just want to say a huge thank you for coming on today. Um, I love your stories. Um, I love chatting with you about this sort of stuff. We could talk, I feel, for hours about this topic, Simon. Thank
0: goodness we don't have a wine in hand. (laughs) Oh, I know, I know.
1: Hey, there's an idea for another podcast. Um, (laughs) Look, um, how can our listeners reach out to you if they're interested in getting a bit of assistance with some of these commercial elements of future planning that you've been talking about.
0: Yeah, look, if people want to email us, just hit us up at askask A-S-K, at exitadvisory.com.au. You can also go to the website, exitadvisory.com.au. Hit me up on LinkedIn, Simon Bedard, B-E-D-A-R-D. So, look, I'm, I'm very, very accessible. So, look, reach out. I'm always happy to make time for a call. Um, and if it's just answering a few questions, I'm very happy to do that.
1: Simon, as always, thank you so much. for. Being on our podcast, it's been a pleasure.
0: Oh, no, the pleasure's mine, Joe. Thanks again for having me. (laughs) (laughs) See you, Simon. Cheers.
1: Well, that's it for this episode of The Deal Room Podcast. We hope you're now primed for your next deal with these pointers and have enjoyed these fascinating insights. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode, as well as access any contact details and any other additional information we referred to in today's podcast. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with our guests today and the services they offer, you can go ahead and check out our show notes for a link right through to them and their details. You can also book in directly with our Legal Eagles at Aspect Legal if you'd like to soundboard your next steps, discuss a legal question, or find out more how we can assist, whether that's with buying or selling a business, or perhaps somewhere in between. Now, don't forget to subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on your favorite podcast player to get notifications whenever a new episode is out. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and rating if you're already one of our subscribers, or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Every review helps our team produce valuable content for you. Well, thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. I am so very excited to announce that I've hit a non podcast related milestone and released a book. You might wonder why. Simple. I wanted to help business owners understand the mechanics of deal making and the interaction between three critical phases of business acquisition, growth, and exit. And so I am very happy to announce. Buy, Grow, Exit, a guidebook for business owners and their advisors on how to buy, grow, and guess what? Exit in a way that maximizes value and avoids landmines along the way. The book is available now, so just head over to buy, grow, exit dot com dot au to get your copy and to access a whole heap of free resources that will really help you on your journey of acquisition growth and exit in your business or in working with your clients also check out our show notes where we will link straight through to that page
0: Ladies ladies and gentlemen